وَإِذْ and when يَعِدُكُمْ He was promising you Allahu Allah إِحْدَى One الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ Of the two groups Meaning remember that when Allah promised you that you will definitely have one of the two groups that annaha that indeed it lakum for you it will be for you O believers meaning when you will encounter that group what will happen you will be victorious over that group now what is this referring to remember that when the muslims initially left medina the plan was to go and attack the caravan However, when they left Medina, soon they found out that the caravan had escaped and instead there was an army that was marching forward in order to face the Muslims. Now, at that time, the Muslims, many of them, they wanted to continue their march towards the caravan. However, the army was also coming and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the circumstances such that the Muslims had to face the army. But at that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did promise the believers that you will have one of the two groups. Ta'ifatain, dual of ta'ifa. What two groups is this referring to? The caravan or the army? So in other words, Allah had promised victory to the believers. That whether you go and meet up with the caravan, or you lose the caravan, and you end up facing the army, what will happen? Whichever group of believers you will face, you will definitely be victorious. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had promised His victory, His help to the believers. And when you realize that you're going to get one of two things, then which one is it that you want? Which one is it that you want? The one that is easier to get, the one that is more fun, alright? So the Muslims, they also, وَتَوَدُّونَ And you all wanted, you all loved. Tawadduna is from wood, dal And that means love. So you really wanted that anna that indeed غَيْرَ other than that is shauka that possessor of a shauka a shauka means thorn what does it mean thorn so that a shauka means the one that has weapons so in other words that a shauka is referring to who the army. Because the one that has thorns being the one that has weapons, the one that is equipped. But notice, it's not just that is shauka, it is غَيْرَ that is shauka. It is the one that is not equipped with arms. So you wanted to face which group? The one that was not equipped with arms. In other words, the caravan. Because the army was equipped, the caravan, a few men, a whole lot of goods, and no guards. So you wanted to meet up with the caravan, وَتَوَدُّونَ أَنَّ غَيْرَ ذَاتِ الشَّوْكَةِ تَكُونُ لَكُمْ That it should be for you. But, وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ And Allah wants, أَنْ يُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ That يُحِقَّ He should prove true, He should establish الْحَقَّ The truth بِكَلِمَاتِهِ With His words. وَيَقْطَعَ And He should cut off دَابِرَ الْكَافِرِينَ The root of the disbelievers. You wanted the group that was not equipped with arms. Why? Because it was easier. It was easier for a group of 300 men to fight against a dozen or two dozen men or something like that and gain victory over them and also get their hands over the entire goods that the caravan was bringing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted something different. Allah did not want that you should just return home with a lot of goods. 
Allah wanted that the truth should be proven as true and falsehood should be proven as false. Allah wanted to exterminate the disbelievers. Allah wanted to break the power of the disbelievers. But you just wanted some money. You just wanted to do that which was easy. Now many times it happens that in life we have two options. Either go for what is easy and more fun, but what happens is that despite our desire, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not facilitate that path for us. And something completely different that we never imagined, that we never thought about, that is right before us. So the fact is that we are looking at things with our short-sightedness. Right? We are viewing things from where? From our small boxes. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows that in the long run, what is it that is more, more beneficial for us? We might be thinking about, you know, a fashion degree that we want to get. Right? And why? Because we love it, we're really into it. But what happens? Our parents, they're not supportive at all. Why? Because they're looking at your future in a different way. You just want to do that which you enjoy, that which you have fun with. But your parents want you to have a much better and secure future. So they say, you love fashion, you know what? You'll do it anyway. Right? You'll do it anyway. Because it's within you. Right? Do that which is more important. So when it is with matters of education, and our parents experience because of which we understand that okay, even if I like something, I should give it up because my parents know better, they have more experience, then obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what He decrees for us in our lives, then remember that that is much better for us. So the believers, they just wanted money. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a different plan. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَن يُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ بِكَلِمَاتِهِ وَيَقْطَعَ الدَّابِرَ الْكَافِرِينَ So what should we do then? That do istikhara whenever you're confused and leave the matter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trust in Allah, accept His decree and go forward in whatever way that has been facilitated for you. Because many times what happens is that we just get stuck on what we want. We just get stuck there. I want this and I only want this. And if it doesn't work out, we're angry, we're upset, we're unhappy. We don't think about the many doors that have been opened up for us. We just keep staring at the door that has been closed. لِيُحِقَّ So that he should establish the truth. He should prove the truth. لِيُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ He wanted to establish the truth. وَيُبْطِلَ الْبَاطِلِ And he wanted to falsify the falsehood. Meaning he wanted to prove the falsehood as false. Because in the time that had passed until now, so basically 14 plus years since the Prophet ﷺ became a prophet, since he started calling people to Allah, we see that because of the weakness of the believers, the truth was not given much importance by people. Right? They said, oh, this group of Muslims, they've just started something new. Soon this matter will be finished. And they thought of the Muslims like this. Why? Because of the weakness of the Muslims. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the Muslims face the mushrikeen in battle, when He made the two groups come together face to face, and when He made the believers victorious over the disbelievers, then what happened? That proved to Arabia, all the people over there, that the Muslims are something. 
they have a presence now. They must have some truth with them. Because of which only a few of them have been victorious over a group that is three times their number. So, لِيُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ وَيُبْطِلَ الْبَاطِلِ Allah wanted to prove the truth and He wanted to prove the falsehood as well. Because many times people don't give much importance to those who are weak. Right? They said they're weak, they're few, they must be wrong. But all of a sudden when they become popular, then everyone starts to pay attention to them. Isn't it so? Like for instance, decades, decades ago, being a vegetarian was something that was strange and weird. But then these days when you see that famous people are becoming vegetarian, then what happens? Everybody says, wow, you should be like that. Let me give you another example. Eating you know, raw food, or eating fresh food, or eating organic food. Hmm? A couple of years ago, was something that strange people do, or people who have a lot of money, they do that, right? But now, what has happened? It's become a trend. Why? Because certain people, they have made this their lifestyle. Alright? It's become more popular. It's become more available. Before you could buy organic food just in a couple of places, right? Now you see that it's available everywhere, right? So when it's available everywhere, then even people who are anti-organic, what do they say? Let's try it, right? Let's try it and see if there's really a difference. And then they try it. Some people, they like it. And then what happens? They stick to it. This is just a small example. Initially, many things, people don't pay attention to them. But as they gain popularity, then everyone pays attention to it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to establish the truth over here because the Muslims all of a sudden they gained a lot of popularity after this victory. Because the Quraysh of Makkah, first of all, who wages war against them? Nobody touches them. Because they are the most elite tribe of the entire Arabia. Why? Because they are from Makkah, they are the caretakers of the Kaaba. Alright? So first of all, it was the Quraysh. And then secondly, there is a group of 300 people who's fighting against them and they're victorious. What just happened? Who are these people? What do they believe in? What are they doing? Let's find out. So this is what happened. لِيُحِقَّ الْحَقَّ وَيُبْطِلَ الْبَاطِلِ Allah wanted to establish the truth, prove the falsehood, وَلَوْ كَرِهَا And even if he disliked, who? المجرمون, the criminals. Even if the criminal people, they dislike it. They don't want that Islam should be recognized. But still, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will create such circumstances in which the truth will be established. Is when, تَسْتَغِيثُونَ You all were seeking help. رَبَّكُمْ of your Lord. تَسْتَغِيثُونَ is from istighatha. From the root letters, غَيْنْ يَاثَ غَيْث basically means rain. And istighatha is to pray for rain, to ask Allah to send rain. Now when people are struck by famine, drought, hunger, thirst, then what happens? What happens? They have no food available to them. They've done their best in searching for food and water, but they've found nothing. And when they're desperate for that drop of water, Because they know that if they don't have it, they're going to die. Their animals have died, their crops have died, and now if they don't find water, they're going to die. Imagine a person who is in this desperate state. How would he make dua to Allah? How would he make dua to Allah? 
with utmost humility, right? With earnestness. So this is what istighatha is. To beg and beg and beg. So is تَسْتَغِيسُونَ رَبَّكُمْ When you were begging your Lord for help, you knew that if Allah doesn't help you at this point, then that's it, you would be finished. Just like a thirsty person, he knows that if Allah doesn't provide him water, he's going to die. So you were also calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, when when the army of the mushrikeen stood before you, istastaghisuna rabbakum. We learn in Sahih Bukhari, Ibn Abbas anhu, he said that on the day of Badr, on the day of Badr, the Prophet wasallam, he made dua to Allah. He said, Oh Allah, I invoke you for your covenant and promise, meaning you've promised victory to your prophets. I ask you for that victory. I ask you for that help. He said, Allahumma in shi'ta lam tu'bad. He said, Oh Allah, if you decide so, then you will not be worshipped. Meaning if you decide that we should be defeated today, then you will not be worshipped on this earth. Why? Because if this small group of Muslims is finished, the last messenger is defeated, then what's going to happen? Who's going to come to mankind and guide them? So he made dua to Allah, desperately calling upon Allah the night before the battle, the day of the battle, and he was praying so much that he didn't even realize his shawl, it fell off. And Abu Bakr who was there, he felt pity for the Prophet He felt pity for him. And he said, enough, enough. Meaning, hopefully inshallah, Allah will respond to your prayers. And this just shows to us that the Prophet he made a plan to face the enemy, you know, with whatever resources that he had at that time. But along with that plan, look at the kind of du'as that he's making. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it as, إِسْتَسْتَغِيسُونَ رَبَّكُمْ When you were calling upon your Lord, so what happened? فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ So he also responded to you. Because it's not possible that a person asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much determination, with so much hope, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends him away empty-handed. What do we learn? That when a person begs before Allah, then Allah feels shy of returning that person unanswered, empty-handed. So when you called upon your Lord, desperately seeking His help, what happened? فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ He answered you. He responded to you. Many times it happens that when we are in need, we turn towards people. And how do we turn towards them? Literally we beg them. Hmm? We ask them, and we ask them again, and again, and again. And you know what? People hate to be asked. Isn't it? People hate to be asked. They get annoyed when you ask them a second time for the same thing. But yet, what do we do? What do we do? We don't give up. We keep asking people, can you please give this to me? Can you please give this to me? And we know that they're getting annoyed, they're getting irritated. It's like, you know when the whole family is sitting at the dinner table, and you don't want to get up, so you ask your sister, can you please pass me a fork? And she gives you that eye, and then she's like, fine, she'll go get one for you. And you say, wait, 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 before you sit down, can you get me a glass of water? She's like, and then finally she'll get it for you. And then you're like, before you sit down, can you get me this thing from the refrigerator? And she'll say, go get it yourself, I'm not your servant here. Why are you being so lazy? Get up 
And before you sit down, get everything that you need. So people get annoyed. Right? But still, what do we do? We keep asking them. We don't feel shy. But when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves to be asked. He loves it when a servant begs Him for something, for help. He loves it when a servant asks repeatedly, again and again and again. But you know what? We're too lazy to ask Allah. For some reason, it's just too difficult to lift up our hands and make dua to Allah. For some reason, it's just too difficult to even ask Allah without voicing out the words. This is what happens to us. رَبَّكُمْ When you call upon your Lord desperately, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ He will definitely respond to you. He responded to His Messenger. What response did He give? That أَنِّي That indeed I مُمِدُّكُمْ One to reinforce you. مُمِدُّكُمْ is from basically the word mumid. Mumid is from meme dal dal. Meme dal dal. Madda yamuddu is to extend. So it's like you give something to someone and you give them again and you give them again and again. Alright? Imdad. It is to send a group of people to help and then send another group and then another group. So I am going to reinforce you. I'm not just going to help you once. But I'm going to keep reinforcing you. I'm going to keep sending help to you. Mumiddukum. How? With what? What help am I going to send you? Be alfin with a thousand min al malaika of the angels murdifin ones sent in succession, ones following each other. Murdifin is a plural of murdif from the root letters ra dalfa, and irdaf is basically to ride behind someone. To ride behind someone. Like for example, a person is driving and there is a car right behind them that is following them. And there is another car following them. Another car following them. It's like, you know, when when a dignitary comes, then what happens? There's a number of cars, you know, security, whatever, that come first. Five or six cars. And then... The car in which the dignitary is, you know, that car comes. And then there's five or six more behind them. So this is what? Irdaf. That one's coming in succession, one after the other, in ranks. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the believers, I am going to send you help. And what is that help? I am going to send angels to help you, to fight along with you, against your enemy, in the battlefield. And I'm not just going to send a group of angels, I'm going to send multiple groups of angels, one after the other. How many? Two? Five? A thousand. بِأَلْفٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُرْدِفِينَ And this is something that happened. Ibn Abbas said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supported his messenger and the believers with a thousand angels. Five hundred angels under the leadership of Jibreel on one side and five hundred angels under the leadership of Mikael on the other side. So there were those three hundred Muslims, but you know who was along with them? Whom the disbelievers couldn't see? The armies of angels. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent help. This happened at Badr. This happened at Uhud. This happened every time the believers needed help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His help to His believers, to those who go out in His way. Why? 
بیکاز ان الدین قالو ربن اللہ ثمست قامو دوز پیپل ہو سے اور لارڈ از اللہ اینڈ دین دے بیکم فرم دے بیکم پرسیورنٹ اینڈ واٹ ہیپنس تتنزل علیہم الملائکۃ دی اینجلز ڈسینڈ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends angels to them. Why? In order to support them. In order to help them. And you know how shaitan whispers to us and makes us feel weak and disheartened? Then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends angels, those angels, they bring along with them Allah's mercy. And because of that, we feel sakina, tranquility, calmness. The fear, it is gone. The anxiety, it is gone. Why? Because of the presence of those angels. So the presence of the angels is first of all help in the sense that a person he's morally uplifted he's spiritually uplifted and secondly there is also that physical help that comes with the coming of the angels because these angels they weren't just there to bring Allah's mercy they were there to actually fight along with the believers in a hadith we learn which is in muslim that one of the companions He said that while a Muslim man was pursuing an idolater, meaning in the midst of the battle, a Muslim was pursuing who? A mushrik in order to fight him. What happened? He heard the sound of a whip coming from above him. So he heard the sound of a whip and he heard that somebody was saying, Come, O Hayzoom. Meaning as if somebody was instructing their horse that come, meaning move faster. Okay? And that Muslim man, he said, he was startled by that sound and he looked at that mushrik whom he was pursuing and he saw that man was fallen on the ground. He was on the ground and this Muslim man had not even struck him. He said, I saw him fallen on the ground and when he checked that man, he found that there was a big lash you know, mark on the face and that man was laying dead. So when this man went and told the Prophet ﷺ that I was chasing that man about to strike him and I heard somebody from behind me and there was nobody there and the next thing I know this person in front of me is lying dead. What happened? What was that? So the Prophet ﷺ told him that you have said the truth that was from the reinforcements from the third heaven. Meaning from the third sky the angels had come down to help the believers. So this actually happened. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He promised, and the believers also, they witnessed this help. Because think about it, 300 people facing a thousand, is it possible? Is it possible? Logically, doesn't make sense that they managed to defeat a group of a thousand. They managed to kill 70. They managed to take 70 as captives, and the rest of them are just running away to save their lives. Imagine these 300 people are not on horses, they're on foot, majority of them. Every single one of them does not even have you know, armor to protect his body. And on top of that, they don't even have great weapons. And whom they're facing, they are in armor, well protected, they have all their weapons. How is it possible? It doesn't make sense. There had to be help from the unseen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent that help. And you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises help. He promises His help to those who go out in His way. This was not the only time that the Muslims, they had such a victory. There were other times later on in the Muslim world where there were companions, a group of 20,000 barely, facing an army of 100,000. Imagine, five times more. And there were many, many similar occasions. And who was granted victory? Those who were in the way of Allah. Why? 
It was first of all their willpower, their determination, their tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their istighatha, they're begging Allah for His help, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending His help to those believers. So it is not possible that there is a person who goes out in the way of Allah and he truly, wholeheartedly calls upon Allah for His help and Allah doesn't send him help. Allah will definitely send him help through ways that a person cannot even imagine. What is missing today is what? What is missing today? Those angels disappeared. They're gone. They died. No. Those angels are there. Many more angels are there. Can Allah not send angels today for our help? What is missing? We. There's a problem with us. We lack that reliance upon Allah. We don't make du'as. Think about it. When we're in some problem, right? Even if a woman is going through labor, who does she call upon? Her husband and her mom and the doctor and the nurses. Do something. Give me the epidural. Do something. Save me. She'll scream. But will she make dua at that time? Begging Allah? No. She will not. So then how do we expect help from Allah? From where? It is these times in our lives when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. I just want to share about tawakil. Um, recently when I had my baby, before I was worried, I was like, okay, my mom is not here, my sister is not here, how will I take care of my son? And subhanallah, Allah sent auntie on my way, and she's been so helpful to me. She helped with my children, with Shafi, my older son. She could take care of them. She cooked for me. She cleaned for me. And I said, subhanAllah, if you depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does more than what you imagine. Exactly. I mean, this much help people cannot give you. I mean, those who are related to you, even they cannot give you this much support. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends His help, that's enough for a person then. Assalamualaikum. I had a story to share with you all. Recently there was an experience where a group of sisters, they came to know that one of the food banks um, is short of rice and they're giving rice to 460 families every month. So they decided, okay, they're going to collect money and buy rice. And one of the men, he went and he was trying to get rice from a play, I mean, ask a person who's a caterer from where do they buy the rice. So when he went in, of course, these people, they don't want to give out their trade secrets or whatever. So they didn't want to tell him where they buy the rice from. And he just came out disappointed and he says, right in front of him, he sees a van and a supplier of rice bringing the rice inside. And then he went and he got the address and he got rice for $6 a bag. Whereas you don't get it in the market like that. So if you make your niya that you want to help the people, and ask Allah, oh Allah, put barakah in the money that we are collecting. Help us. And surely Allah's help comes all the time. Yes, that's true. So what is needed is that we call upon Allah. Allah says, وَمَا and not جَعْلَهُ He made it. Allahu Allah. إِلَّا except Bushra A good news. Meaning, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the believers that yes, I'm going to send help to you, a thousand angels sent one after the other, then the believers when they got to know that Allah is going to send angels for our help, this was what? Good news for them. And when they received this good news, وَأَنْ لِتَطْمَئِنَّ 
so that it is assured, it is satisfied. Bihi with it, kulubukum, your hearts. Because when you receive this news, then you were satisfied, you were content. If you think about it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have sent the angels without even telling the Muslims. Right? He could have sent the angels without telling the Prophet ﷺ. The victory could have been an absolute surprise for them. Right? But the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the believers, He told them that yes, you will be victorious, then what happened? This gave the Muslims relief from anxiety. Right? It calmed their fears. It's like when you're going to do something that's very, very difficult. And somebody comes, pats you on your shoulder and says, you can do it. You can do it. Then sometimes that one word of encouragement is enough. Because that fear, that anxiety that you had, it all disappears then. And when you are calm, only then you can focus on your work. Isn't it? Because otherwise you could be 100% prepared. But if you're nervous, if you're anxious, if you're overcome by your anxiety and fear, then no matter how well prepared you are, you cannot do your work. So it is so important that before we go into doing something, we are calm. We are relaxed. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this good news to the believers, it caused them to become relaxed. Allah says, وَمَن nasru." And the help is not, the victory is not, illa except min indillah from near Allah. Meaning victory is only from Allah. This is a fact. And no matter how many resources you may have, how much strength you may have, no matter whose support you may have, it will not get you victory unless and until Allah decides that you should have victory. Because the coming of the angels was help from Allah, but victory ultimately comes from who? The angels? No. Victory comes from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because remember at the battle of Uhud, did Allah not send the angels? Yes, He did. But then what happened? That victory turned into defeat. Because the believers did something that brought defeat to them. Hmm? It was a mistake that they had committed. So what do we learn here? That no matter what help is sent our way, even if that help is coming from Allah, and in fact every help that we have comes from Allah, remember that help alone doesn't mean success. Help alone doesn't mean victory. Allah decides. Allah sends victory to His servants. So we should seek victory from who? We should seek success from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the thing is, that whether it's the angels, or it's the people around you, or it's the things that you have at your disposal, all of these are what? Just means to your victory. They're not the cause. Who's the cause? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, وَمَن نَصْرُ إِلَّا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Indeed, Allah is mighty and wise. He can grant you victory. So seek it from Him.